0: So I'll let you go and dream for a
1: while
0: Wild child You got me coming out of exile Baby, there you go, I'm glad your will Welcome, Beautiful Report leaders, viewers, and listeners To a brand new edition of baby, baby. the Beautiful Report Podcast, Energized by Celsius It is a Tuesday edition of the show, and it is, it is a wild one Because there was so much that went on during cut day, which just ended at four o'clock, right around when this show started, the Bucks had trades. The Bucks had surprising cuts. The Bucks had even more surprising cuts on top of that. We're going to get into all of that in today's episode. I'm your host Matt Matera. Joined with me is Scott Reynolds, also of PeterReport.com, who broke some news today. Scott, how you doing? Is your head spinning? Because I know mine is just a little bit. I'm just getting ready for this show.
1: This has been a wild roster cutdown day. There's no doubt about it. It's it's been action-packed and it it hasn't really let up, man. It's it's been um it's been a, a fun couple of hours. you, you know, I, I thought we saw some of these moves coming, like for example, the keeping the seven wide receivers. Yeah, I, I even had that in my final 53 roster projection. But then when I heard Todd Bowles say that that, that trio of you know, of, of younger players didn't really step up in my mind. I'm thinking that they, they cut Scotty Miller. So I don't know how you get to seven, especially because I thought that Brashard Perriman was also cut. So uh, the number was right, but the players that they ended up keeping and then the ones they cut in my mind, that was something that threw me for a loop and surprised a lot of people. We were talking about the fate of Scotty Miller yesterday. I mean, we were, we were carving his tombstone. And uh, and chiseling it right uh, here lies Scotty yeah. Miller, he of the famous uh, catch in half time NFC Championship yeah. game. Um, but I mean, he's not, he's not dead yet, he's not dead yet. Scotty Miller lives on, it must be because he's a Celsius guy. I
0: think yeah, of course. Uh, if you're a fan of Celsius, you got to be happy about today because Scotty Miller is on this team, and of course, Scotty Miller sponsored by Celsius, as is the Peter Report. Podcast. And guys, we love Celsius for so many different reasons, starting off with the variety of flavors. You got the sparkling grapefruit. You got the sparkling um, grape rush. Sorry, two different grapes going on there. You got the sparkling watermelon. Uh, so many different flavors. The orange as well. Love the tropical vibes. The Arctic vibe tastes just like a slushy. And you can't go wrong with the tropical vibe or the peach vibe either. Uh, they also have seven essential vitamins. So it gives you that essential fuel to get you through your day, whether it's a work day whether uh, you're about to have a workout, whether you're monitoring roster cut day, which is very busy as well. <laughs> yeah. There's so many great things about Celsius. Uh, make sure you go to their store locator on their website. Find out where there's a Celsius near you or order in bulk off of Amazon. I would recommend the uh, variety pack because once again, I'll keep hammering it home. Variety is the spice of life. So you can get all of those different flavors, set it up every two, three weeks, whatever you want, order it on Amazon. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius because they are the title sponsor of the Peter Report podcast, Celsius Live Fit. And yeah, Scott, so Scotty Miller, as you said, we were pretty much ready to write him off. I mean, it wasn't just on this podcast we are talking about it. We are lucky enough to do uh, multiple different radio hits and things like that, especially on WDAE, where I was talking about that as well, that I think Scotty just didn't necessarily prove himself uh, in the preseason, and we talked about that a lot on yesterday's show, so i recommend to everyone uh, watching or listening to this, check out yesterday's show if, if you haven't watched it yet. But I have to believe that Scotty's on this team because I think we know with this roster of the Fantastic Four, they're going to get the majority of the playing time at wide receiver. So for Scotty, I think he's on this team one because he does still have that deep threat and we know he has that. But he's got to be involved in special teams one way or another. So I think the thing for me that was so confusing about it is why wasn't he getting as many of these reps? at gunner like throughout the preseason. And we know that he lines up um, in practice. He'll line up at kick return, but he never kick returns in the game or anything like that. So why necessarily did he make this team unless he's going to play gunner? I think that has to be the case for Scotty Miller.
1: He, um, he's one of those, those guys that he lines up all the time as a pump return guy and fields puns mm-hmm. in practice, but has never really gotten that opportunity during the games. It's, it's a little puzzling. I think too, when you look at, at this roster and 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 there's there's a big reason right there. Les Evans, Brady's little buddy Scotty. Yes. <laughs> this is Tom Brady's likely his last year in Tampa Bay, possibly in the NFL. This is not the time to try to break in some new young wide receivers. And I think this team has invested some time in Jalen Darden and they like how he's progressed this off season and, and during training camp. He, he has looked better. He's we're not trying to blow smoke here or justify the team's decision to keep him. I don't think Matt, we've said a discouraging word about Jalen Darden in the whole month of August. Have we, I think our, our commentary no. on, on Darden has been good because he has performed well. He has yeah. gotten open. He hasn't getting, gotten yelled at for running the wrong routes or, or cutting his route short. He's caught the ball. He looks a little bit more fearless returning kicks and punts. I, I think that he's turned a corner. So having said that, you're not going to stock this team for Tom Brady with too many young guys. This is the young guy they have chosen to saddle their horse to right now. Now, I will say this. Uh, if you've read PeterReport.com, and, and I'll, I'll grab the, the story here and put it up on um, in the chat. We broke the story, not just, to, well, we'll get to Logan Ryan in a minute, but but the Bucks will be keeping seven wide receivers. The Bucks roster cuts, I don't think have have actually been announced yet. Tampa Bay is notoriously tardy for announcing their cuts, not at four. They usually do it like around five or so. But the seven wide receivers, of course, the fantastic four, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, and Russell Gage, they they parted ways with Tyler Johnson. That was a bit of a surprise. They kept Scotty Miller. That was also a bit of a surprise. Rashard Perriman is a, is a player we'll talk about in a second, but – but Jalen Darden is, is the guy that I believe is going to get the first crack at returning punts for sure and maybe kicks. Or Rashad White might take those duties as well. I thought he did an adequate job in the preseason. But as it pertains to Scotty Miller, this is a player that Tom Brady does trust. He does have some speed. He's healthy now. And, and, Matt, there were days, and we documented this, where he really showed up in training camp. He had some very good catches, very good days in practice. And he just has more experience than a Devin Tompkins, who I thought was equally as impressive. But when you look at Tompkins, he's probably going to go on the, on the practice squad. Right. And Tompkins, I think will end up making the, the active roster at some point this season. Like we saw Cyril Grayson come up. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and we've seen the team add receivers during the season. It would not surprise me at all. If, if, Before the first game, you see Devin Tompkins added to the 53 and maybe Brashad Perriman go on the practice squad. So again, this is the final 53 for today. Right, there's still two weeks until the season. Exactly. So there's going to be some other moves made. They're going to acquire some players, maybe off the waiver wire, maybe via trade, whatever. This is not the final set-in-stone roster. So I, I think that Brashad Perriman may not be on the 53-man roster when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys game. He might be on the practice squad by then. We'll see. A a lot depends. you got to have an injury in practice, right? Uh, Yeah. Chris Godwin could have a setback, or he just might not be ready to play. The doctors might not clear him for that Cowboys game. So as it stands right now, I understand there are some people that are really questioning why Brashard Perriman's on this team. And, And I'll tell you why he made it over Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson has had a, a better preseason. The problem with Tyler Johnson is he's just not as fast as Brashad Perriman and does not have the ability to separate. And he, quite frankly, he's not as physical. He's a bigger guy, but we saw it last year when they put him in the slot to try to replace Chris Godwin, especially in that Carolina game at Carolina. He did not do a good job blocking in the run game. And they ended up actually replacing him with Cyril Grayson in the slot that game, as well as the Jets game, and also using Brashad Perryman there. And Perryman came alive at the end of the season. He had five catches for 44 yards in the season finale before injuring his hamstring and was unable to participate in the, the, um, the playoff game. Mm-hmm. And then he had two big catches in the Jets game as well. So they like Perryman because he has the size that Tyler Johnson has, but he's faster. And he's got more experience and he can also play in special teams. That's something that Tyler Johnson did not do. I remember sitting in the press box next to Josh Capo for the Titans game. We're we're watching Tyler Johnson line up as a gunner on one, one particular play. And maybe it was the fact that he was just out there on offense and was gassed a little bit. Or maybe it was just a loaf. I don't know. But I remember Josh and I both saying to each other, wow. Tyler Johnson looks like he's loafing out there, like he's just jogging down the field on this on this punt return. And, and it was kind of stunning. And so Tyler Johnson, again, is another player that really hadn't found a role on special teams.
0: And I think that ultimately cost him. That was something that if you go back to last season, we were talking about of like whether or not how can Tyler Johnson make this team if he doesn't play on, on special teams. And that was something that he didn't really do this season or in this training camp. So I still disagree with, you know, re- cutting Tyler Johnson. I would have kept him over Prashad Perryman. And I do understand the aspect of he's faster than Tyler Johnson. I think he had like a little bit of guaranteed money, but in my opinion, yeah. it wasn't like enough money to be like, Oh, like we can't get through our financial system for the rest of the season. If right. we cut Prashad Perryman right now, I just, and I, I know you said he, you know, he, he made some catches in the Jets game and that Panthers game. I really think that touchdown against the Bills, the, the walk off in overtime. Yeah, I guess it bought him a lot more time than expected because Tyler, you can't. First of all, Rashad Perriman wasn't healthy for right. more than half of this preseason. Tyler sure. Johnson had a great preseason. He had he eleven receptions for over one hundred thirty-three yards. So, yeah, it, it, it's not for a lack of play. And while I do disagree with Tyler Johnson. Getting cut by this team, you can understand the fact that all right, well, you look at the first four wide receivers, they're not going to be playing special teams. So right. if you're keeping you know, if you're keeping six, you're relying on two guys yeah. that can go and play special teams, and, but and they're keeping the bucks are keeping yeah. yeah, but now the bucks are keeping seven. So you can afford to have right. one guy that maybe still isn't a special teams guru. But for Tyler Johnson. I feel like if you have to separate yourself from everyone else, then start yeah. playing a little special teams. And, right, you know, I, he did. And, and that's why he, that's why he's not on this team yeah. right now.
1: One thing about Scotty Miller, too, and Todd Bowles kind of gave us a hint about this. Scotty Miller did not have a good preseason, but he had a good camp. I think that, yeah. again, we saw enough catches and performances in and, and practice. It just didn't translate into the game's. He had very little opportunities. He did get open, as Josh Capo from Peter Report pointed out. Yes, after the Dolphins game, he was open the most of any of the receivers. That's part of it, but you got to catch the ball when you're throwing the ball. He had two big drops from Blaine Gabbert: one against the Titans game, and one against the the Colts game. But um, I appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, that. Jeff. I appreciate the hair comment. Uh, thank mm-hmm. yeah, I think Tom is the reason. Yeah, I think. I think. Listen, Tom Brady. Does have some say so in which receivers he throws to? Like, there's no doubt about it. Uh, at, at, going back to to Scotty Miller though, the fact, Matt, that Devin Tompkins, Jareth Stearns, and Kalen Geiger didn't do anything really in either of those last two games to pull ahead of Scotty Miller, right? To to really, you know, have three catches for sixty yards and a touchdown, whatever, whatever. The fact that that didn't happen. I thought kept Scotty in the race, ultimately looking now in hindsight of why they made that decision. I think that had one of those receivers done that, then maybe it's a different story. I put up there about from common sense, say no way Tompkins, we appreciate the super chat Jeff and the yeah. compliment about my hair. I, I, it goes a long way. I really appreciate that a lot. I'm matter of fact, I'm going to give you 499 back just for that. I'm going <laughs> to send you the 499 just for that compliment. That's awesome. Uh, no way Tompkins is on the practice squad. Here's the thing. The only thing that that the the teams have to look at, they don't get to watch practice film. So the only practice film that that anyone has seen outside of the Buccaneers is when the Dolphins were in town and then when the Bucks went to Tennessee. So if the Titans liked him from practice and he did have some good performances there against both teams, those would be the two teams that might be after Devin Tompkins. To put, but then you got to put him on the active roster. He is going to return to the practice squad. Because he didn't do much in terms of production-wise in the preseason. The other thing mm-hmm. is, he's small. He's the smallest out of all the receivers. He's even smaller than Jalen Darden. Yeah, I think the kid can play, but he didn't go out there and light it up in the preseason. You know, he didn't have a Skylar Thompson-type preseason E-Maw. where you're just like, like, like Emo. Yeah, where where this kid just kind of comes out of nowhere to lead the league in in passing. He didn't do that. He didn't lead the team in receiving. So I don't know that there's enough film out there to justify putting him on your active roster for another team, unless maybe the Dolphins or the Titans just saw this kid and just said, wow. But even then, it wasn't like he was the best receiver on the field in either Tennessee or here in
0: Tampa when the Dolphins came to town either. I think he's impressive for an undrafted free agent that if you give him a little more development, the practice squad is perfect for him. I mean, you look around the league, there's only so many players that are undrafted free agents that make a career for themselves in the NFL. Of course, Cam Brate being one of those. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't like he was going to come in and, you know, usurp Russell Gage for the number three wide receiver. And sure, his height has a lot to do with that. I really do think he's going to be a prime candidate for, one of those guys that they announce will be called up to the active roster on yeah. game days. I really do think I agree. That I, wouldn't could be be a possibility.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if, if by the time we get to Dallas, if Brashad Perriman is on the practice squad yeah. and then Devin Tompkins is up. See, I, there's a couple procedural things too mm-hmm. that I need to kind of explain. If you're on the active roster and you're a vested veteran then your salary is guaranteed for the entire season. If you're on there for week one, that's already happened to Brashard Perriman. So he can't claim that again. Okay. You see what what I'm going with this. Yeah. So there's, there's a little bit of sleight of hand salary cap magic happening here that this is not the final 53. So all those people that are up in arms about Brashard Perriman, I'm not saying he's not going to be on the active roster when the Dallas Cowboys game rolls around but I'm not saying he's going to be either. This team does like Devin Tompkins. And again, heed my words. Don't be surprised if that is one switch that they make in putting Devin Tompkins up on the active roster, maybe as early as week one, instead of
0: Rashard Perriman, who might go in the practice squad, something to keep an eye on early. And uh, to go back to Tompkins real quick, I don't love Darden as a returner. So I Mm kind of still think even though, the next game is the first regular season game of the season. I don't necessarily know if the Bucks 100% have it figured out who's going to be returning those 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 kicks and punts. Like it's yeah. definitely going to be Darden's going to get the first shake at it. But right. you know if Tompkins you know impresses, uh, it's tough to do it in practice because they don't do special teams too much. But right. if Tompkins is able to you know show something as as a returner or or a gunner, he's going to have a role on this team. Like I said, I, I just. We all saw the the struggles with Darden as a returner last year, right. so let's not pen or pencil him in to uh, yeah. to that role right away.
1: Well, and the thing too is 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 maybe they take one of those off his plate and say you're going to focus on being a pun returner as yeah. opposed to a kick returner. Uh, Rashad White with a 33 yarder, you know, he's not the most dynamic kick returner. I like to have a guy back there with speed and electricity. Agreed. And he's more of a long strider. He's 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 got good vision, and you do need that as a return guy. But maybe Rashad White gets a little bit of a look at kick returner, and they they leave Darden on punt returns, where he can focus on that and not have to have playing receiver and playing kick returner and punt returner all you know scrambling his eggs upstairs. Ted Curtis with the Super Chat, does Armstrong or Bulls pick the starting kick and punt return guy? Ultimately, as Todd Bowles' call, he's certainly going to have some input from Keith uh, Armstrong, the special teams coordinator, Matt, I think if Todd Bowles wants a certain guy as a punter, kick returner, he's going to get that wish because he's the head coach, right?
0: Oh yeah, of course. At the end of the day, it's his decision. I do think he does lean. A, as we saw with Bruce Arians, I think we'll see it with Todd Bowles. You know, he obviously values the opinions of of you know the coaching staff mm-hmm. around him, so he will listen to Keith Armstrong, and I'm sure Car- Armstrong will give him his recommendation, yeah. and he'll take that into consideration. And Bowles right. will will end up uh, you know, deciding on that, whether they both agree or if Bowles likes one person over the other when it comes to Armstrong. Um, there, I see a couple other people with Super Chats. We will get to that. A lot of people are feeling some type of way about some of these moves, whether it's cutting Tompkins or keeping Scotty Miller. Some people are throwing shade a little bit. But um, speaking of shade, Scott, um, if you wanted a little more shade in your own house to get a little more privacy, I think the best place to do that would be uh, Florida Lanai curtains, would it not?
1: Matt, you're exactly right. Now I've already done this, folks. This is not just a, a, a script read here. Uh, I, I actually have Florida Lanai curtains installed on in my house. It's honestly one of the best investments I've ever made. It just it's helped the look of my house and and more than anything. it's given me the privacy and the shade that I that I want and need. I've, I've got the sun beaten down on me. I live in Florida, right? I mean we, we all live this this Florida lifestyle. And, um, and that includes warm weather and, and plenty of sun. And, and that's great when you want it, but when you don't want it, when you need some shade and you want to cool off, that's where Florida Lanai curtains comes in. The two most common complaints about spending time outside in Florida is the lack of privacy. You've, if you live in a, in a community, if you have a house, you know that homes are being built right on top of each other. Your next door neighbors are closer than ever, sometimes too close for comfort. Then you get the brutal heat of the warmer months. And I swear, summer is like nine months out of the year here. Lack of yeah. privacy <laughs> and too much sun, it can drive you indoors and keep you away from your pool and your lanai and those outdoor spaces that you would love to be at more often. That's where Florida Lanai Curtain solves both of these problems with the privacy on demand patented outdoor privacy curtain system and the custom made screen enclosure shade sales. They're flexible installations. Uh, options and their high quality products give you the privacy and shade where you need them. Privacy on demand outdoor curtains are made from the well-known Sunbrella brand of Marine canvas means they're heavy duty. They're backed by a 10 year fade free warranty and available in over hundred colors. They're going to match your outdoor space and give you the, the look that you want. Their unique shade sales are made from the solar mesh product, which has got a 10 year warranty against degradation and they're built to give you shade and UV protection for years to come if you need privacy or shade and you want more freedom to enjoy your outdoor spaces do what i did visit florida lanai curtains their website is lanaicurtains.com to find out more about their amazing custom products and you can do your own hassle-free instant online estimate now it's worth the investment folks it really is call 813-337-2511 or schedule a free in-home consultation by calling that number or go onto their website. That's Curtains at lanaicurtains.com.
0: Before we get into the other news that has everyone up in arms today, uh, two more Super Chats real quick we want to get to. First of all, Callie Bucks, an avid uh, watcher of the show, thank you so much for the Super Chat. He says postseason included, Miller had a total of 84 yards, I don't think that's totally fair to bring up, though, because he was injured for a majority of it and got himself out of the lineup and then, um, you know, didn't really get an opportu- opportunity opportunity yeah. until late in the season. So I think a fully healthy Scotty Miller. We're looking at a much very different player uh, for this upcoming season. And then Matthew, great name with a five dollar super yeah. chat. Thank you, Matthew. A hell he of says, a name. yeah, hell of a name. He says, Cole Beasley is a slot guy like Gage. We need with uh, our offensive line problems and better third down guy for Tom Brady uh, than a few guys that we kept and available and cheap. Um, You know, I think the wide receiver room was already stacked going into it. I do think Cole Beasley is still, you know, a a, a solid player in this league and can fit certain offenses. But again, Beasley's not going to take a spot of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones – or Russell Gage, so right. I don't. Do you really want to bring him in as the fifth wide receiver at best? You kind of yeah. already have that with a couple other really speedy players on this team. You have mm-hmm. Godwin that can play the slot. You have Russell Gage is going to play the slot. So I don't totally see Beasley fitting in on this team unless there was like one or two injuries to that position. Yeah. I like the suggestion and I appreciate the super chat. I yeah. don't necessarily agree with bringing Cole Beasley in.
1: I agree, and I think the other thing Matt to consider is. Cole Beasley is a slot receiver in the vein of a Julian Edelman, a Wes Welker for that new England Patriots style offense, right? Yeah. And, and this is a different type of slot receiver that needed in Tampa. We've kind of talked about this ad nauseum, but it bears repeating when instances like this come up. I appreciate the super chat very much, Matthew. Thank you. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a different, you need a bigger bodied receiver and that's where Julio Jones even Russell Gage, who plays bigger than his size, Rashad Perriman has played some yeah. slots. So, having those bigger type of, of players that can affect the run game and help out in the block uh, the, uh, on the, the perimeter blocking as well—that's uh, that, that's really where it's needed. So, if you notice, we had Grant Stewart on the the lead picture of today's Peter Report podcast. The reason why he is there is because the Buccaneers have made some roster moves. In addition to their cuts we'll get to the cuts in a second but grant Stewart, special teams ace who we did not have making this team so it's no surprise that he was traded i'm glad they got something for him because he was not going to make this team over olakunle farokasi who had a fantastic preseason leading this team in tackles and also being a factor on special teams but they traded him and a seventh round pick in 2023 to the Colts for a 2023 six-round draft pick. So essentially they moved up into the sixth round, got some some draft capital there. Not an extra pick per se, but a better pick as a result. So now the Buccaneers have a pick in the sixth round courtesy of the Colts. What else happened uh, today, Matt?
0: Well, they put Rashard Robinson, a guy that I was uh... – I wouldn't say rooting for, but a guy that I was saying should make this team. They placed him on injured reserve. If you recall Saturday's game, he did not play in that game. He was wearing a Jersey, but not with a helmet and shoulder pads. And, uh, it's very likely that he is going to be getting an injury settlement and therefore he can return, uh, after the first four games. So those yeah. were some of the big transactions that went on Robinson. Again, we talked about it, um, his arms and and legs, it's like he's a stick figure. He's just like he's rail thin to the point that he does get injured a lot. I mean, he was injured at the start of the preseason this year, and he got hurt – or training camp, I should say – and then yeah. he got hurt to the point where he couldn't play in the last preseason game when he's fighting to get a job on this team. Like, it, yeah. it wasn't like it was guaranteed or anything like that. So those right. were the other two moves that were not, uh, you know, cut or released.
1: Right. And related. here are the roster cuts. Uh, Ryan Griffin, Patrick Laird, J.J. Howland. I think Howland ends up on the practice squad. Tyler Johnson, Devin Tompkins. Matt, you, you think that Tompkins has got a good shot of returning to the practice squad as well? Are we are we in sync with those two players, at least, Howland and
0: Tompkins? Yeah, Justin Timberlake, in sync. Yeah,
1: um, that's that's Dylan. I misspelled that, so please uh, uh, demerit me a point for that. Put me in suspension or timeout uh, for misspelling Dylan. It's not Dylan, It's <laughs> Dylan, Cook. Sidarius Hutcherson, uh, John Mulchin, and Jose Borgalis on the defensive side. Mike Green, Willington Revelon. it was an honor to cover you in training camp. We wish you well. <laughs> Perhaps on the practice squad. <laughs> we shall see. Dedrin Sanat, Benning Potoahi, Andre Anthony, I think Anthony comes back on the practice squad. Elijah Ponder. Uh, Jannard Avery, maybe he's a practice squad addition. He got a quick look in Tampa in that preseason game against the Colts. Jordan Young, J.J. Russell, Don Gardner. I think Gardner's got a shot to come back. He yeah. was impressive. Kyler McMichael, uh, Chris Cooper, Nolan Turner. Nolan Turner might have a shot of coming back if they like him. Logan Ryan, this, is, this was the surprise cut of the day. We knew there was going to be one. If you read SR's Fab Five on Friday, I told you about this, that – that having Ryan Jensen on the roster is going to cause a bit of a conundrum because essentially Jensen is injured. So you're keeping 52 healthy bodies plus Ryan Jensen today. The Bucs could not put him on short-term injured reserve where he would come back after as early as four games until tomorrow. If the team would have put him on injured reserve today, he's done for the year unless they reach an injury settlement, which they might with Richard Robinson. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to do that because they don't want Ryan Jensen becoming a free agent. They want him <laughs> on your team. And they want him back this year, too. So they they had to put him on the roster today. And then to, tomorrow by, at 4 o'clock, they can, they can put him on the injured reserve spot. Uh, and, and that will allow him the opportunity to come back after four games. It's going to be longer than that. But I I think they're shooting for maybe around the bye week or so, November, December, depending on what that injury actually is and what the the diagnosis and prognosis is. And so then they will bring back, I'm guessing, educated guess, Logan Ryan comes back tomorrow as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, to everyone... And I saw a lot of people on Twitter freaking out. What the hell are you doing? What the hell yeah. is wrong with this team? What are you freaking doing? Logan Ryan, he's a veteran on this team. Yeah. How could you cut him? Calm down. Take a deep breath. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Logan yeah. Ryan is still going to be on this football team. It was yeah. just a nice move by the Bucks, maneuvering things because yeah. all they had to do was release him. He doesn't go on the waiver wire. He didn't mm-hmm. have any guaranteed money. So this doesn't hurt the Bucs. Right, they made Logan Ryan aware of it. It's not like this was out of the blue, and well, he's
1: like, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, they, they cut him. Uh, technically, you're not allowed to make these types of deals, and I'm not saying this is one of those types of deals, sure. but you're not allowed to make a deal with a player to circumvent the the league's uh, roster maneuvers, like 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 they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this does happen around the league where certain players, veterans who are not subject to the waiver wire, that's very important, they are released. And then it's like, we hope that you'll come back maybe as soon as tomorrow. We'd love to maybe resign you at a later date, hence tomorrow. And, uh, and then all of a sudden... The players back, so that happens around the league. Happened with AQ Shipley, I think, last year. Yep, the year before. Yeah, so
0: yeah, yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah, two years. Yeah, so, he got injured the Super Bowl season, yeah. where his
1: right. Career so was done. that that happens, and that's what's happening here in this instance. So I know it, it was it was a shock because when I got wind of it, I was like, "Wow, this is this is kind of a of a, of a big name," but he will be back.
0: Trip. Yeah, so no worries there. But I remember too as soon as I like heard the news I was like, "But why?" But why? But oh, it makes sense like getting making sure you get Ryan Jensen uh back onto back onto the team so then you could put or keeping Ryan Jensen on the team yeah. so you could put him on IR. That was funny because that was one of those positions where we talked about like maybe the Bucks do that mm-hmm. with Giovanni Bernard because right. he would be a candidate veteran guy probably could get him back again if another team doesn't pick him up. So therefore, right. Um, but they decide to go with Logan Ryan at the end yeah. of the day. It's, it's all going to work out. It's all part yeah. of the plan, as they say.
1: Exactly. Uh, Mark Fisher, uh, we appreciate uh, your contribution, your donation. For a practice squad, is it two days or exactly 40 hours they have to wait? They actually have to wait uh, one day, right? Isn't it tomorrow they can start assembling the practice squad? Yeah. At 4 o'clock, yeah. So mm-hmm. or, No, I think it's noon. It's noon tomorrow that they can um, – I'm having an old man uh, brain fart here – it's either four o'clock or, or noon tomorrow, but it's tomorrow they can start assembling their practice squad for the year, and um, and, and they'll, they'll do that. They'll have they, they've, they've already reached out to some players and said, We want you back, unless a, a team wa- claims them off waivers, which can happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, can you think of any of these rookies that are going get, to get picked up off the waiver wire? I mean, I just can't, I don't know that anybody. Has done anything to distinguish themselves in the preseason games that, that that's going to make a team want to, you know, maybe Andre Anthony because he has two sacks and he went to LSU and he was a seventh round pick, but any of these undrafted free yeah. agents, I just I can't see that happening.
0: Yeah, it's just like you go around the league, you know you say it all the time. We have such tunnel vision on the box. Like I don't necessarily know what the Seattle Seahawks need on their defense right now.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: You know, whatever it may (laughs) be. So, you know, I would think like, okay, maybe like Nolan Turner, he's a guy played at a big school, like Clemson. People have heard of him before, but I don't necessarily know if there's like a team out there that really needs a ton of safety help right now. Yeah. So,
1: and, and and the, the thing too is, is, is again, it's not like you, you pick up a guy off waivers and you put him on your practice squad. He goes on your roster. He, he's right. At 53. So you have to make room for him. So whether it's an Andre Anthony, whether it's a Nolan Turner, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that's distinguished themselves enough with preseason tape to where you're going to say, we're going to, we're going to put this guy on, on our 53. You
0: know, <laughs> that's just, why that's it, it, it was a big surprise. Like last year, when Tanner Hudson got picked up by the 49ers, it was like, whoa, like we didn't really. Well, yeah.
1: But I mean, Tanner Hudson, at least he led the league in, in preseason. Yeah. You know, uh, yards, catches and touchdowns, things like that. So uh, yeah, that is thunder. Did you hear that, Ben? I get thunder here in Wesley
0: Chapel. I did. Yeah. I heard it the first time. I was like, it okay, oh, yeah. might be thunder, maybe just something yeah. else, but. it's the
1: yeah. typical 430 Wesley Chapel thunderstorm right during the podcast. So hopefully we won't lose power. It has not happened yet. So now I just check myself and it will happen. So
0: but. it's all right. I'll do a one man show. It'll be all good. It'll yep. be a lot of fun. Um, Matthew also points out that um, OJ Howard was cut today by the yes. bills, but I believe that was another situation kind of similar to Logan Ryan, where they're just cutting him for now and yeah. then going to bring him back onto the roster. But obviously, uh, you know, Bucks alumni that again, Still gets the people going. People get fired yeah. up one way or yeah. another about O.J. Howard. So I yeah. felt it was um, a little important to, to bring that up.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, let's see. In terms of, of any of the roster cuts, did any other cuts surprise you? Um, I, I can't think of anyone other than Tyler Johnson, really, that truly surprised me. I mean, I wouldn't have been shocked if Devin Tompkins would have made the roster. But the fact that they released him doesn't surprise me. But Tyler Johnson is probably the, the biggest name. Uh hope there hope there's no tornado coming. <laughs> wow. Uh but I, I can't think of any other of Yeah. Any I, that, that surprise. I, I know JC might be shocked to see Jose Borgallison. Right. But,
0: <laughs> After two missed kicks. But probably yeah. not. I would say Jannard Avery was a little surprising just for the fact that he was barely here. Yeah. You know, it's like you just signed this yeah. guy, you're gonna have him play for like two practices and then be done. It's like the uh the grandpa Simpson mean when he like walks into the place, puts his hat down and coat and then puts it back on and immediately walks out.
1: It's kind of, it's kind of pretty much what he did, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he does seem like a prime practice squad candidate, but yeah. you know, we did go from, and I remember talking to uh Peter report alumni. Well, John Leonard, he put it in, a, in, you know, in our group chat and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, you know, he had the, then the Steelers had Avery as a number three outside linebacker. So we're talking yeah. about, getting a number three outside linebacker that's now potentially number five after right. Anthony Nelson and, and Carl Nassib, mm-hmm. but has the potential to be a number three. Yeah. Uh, that I found a little bit surprising, especially because he can do some special teams work as right. well. But at the end of the day, if he gets onto the practice squad, yeah, yeah. it all works. Yeah, and out.
1: and I, they usually keep two outside linebackers. And I wonder if they keep Andre Anthony and Jannard Avery. Yeah. Because again, it's, it's not just about pass rushers You want these guys because those outside linebackers, that's a key body type for special teams, right? Mm -hmm. Your running backs, tight ends, safeties, uh, and and outside linebackers. Those are the prototype body types to run down, cover kicks, cover punts, do some punt protection, and and then still run down and cover. That's why you you can't have guards and centers out there on your punt punt team uh, blocking for the punter. Because those guys have got to block for a second or two, <laughs> then release and run forty yards downfield and, and go cover a punt. So that's that's where body types like like uh, Andre Anthony, who you see here, and um, and, and then Genard Avery come into play. I, I will say just for my own selfish reasons. I would love to see Willington Prevalon make the practice squad. His name is just so fun to say. Oh, it'd
0: be one of the most glorious of days if Willington Prevalon could make his way back to Tampa Bay if no one else picks him up on the waiver wire. We'd love to see Lord Willington back in the red and pewter.
1: Cheerio. Yes, we would. It'd be splendid. And of course, if he was on the practice squad, we'd have to find a way to get him on the, the Pewter Report podcast. And of then course. do the and then do the entire interview in like ridiculous British accents.
0: Yeah. My, just, just to
1: like see the look in his face when he's like, what the Yeah. He'd probably sign program. off
0: like right away. Did you see the video of the Titans GM when he was on uh, TV? John Robinson? Yeah. No. You, so he happened? was being he he was on, it was like the Titans last preseason game. And mm-hmm. it was very similar to like how Jason Light went on the ronde and so like they're doing the interview whatever so jason's
1: stealing that idea or john's stealing that idea from jason okay that's good
0: yeah but uh, so they're like doing the interview and then the titans like allow uh, a touchdown whatever they're getting the extra point and he's just like midway through the interview he's like all right guys the team hasn't scored once i've been on here so i'm out (laughs) peace and he just takes off his headset and leaves and it was uh i Charles Robinson, I believe, was one of the yeah. You know, it was one of the broadcasters, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I saw Charles in, in uh, Nashville, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he was just like, uh, uh, "Wow, this is this hasn't really happened too often." It was it was a very odd situation. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. It's funny because Charles is he's he comes to to Bucks practice for training camp. He lives just down the road in Orlando. Yeah, and you know he does college football and NFL now and all this, and and so he's one of those guys that gets hired like Rondé Barber to do the preseason games for the teams. And, and so he was a Tennessee volunteer. He was uh, a big time cornerback, I believe for them way back in the day, because Charles is about my age. And, and so I saw him and I said, Charles, what are you doing here? He's like, don't tell any of your Florida people. I'm doing, doing the Titans broadcast. I said, (laughs) but uh, he's a good guy, friend of Peter report. We've leaned on him for some quotes uh, from, from time to time. Yeah. Uh, sure. Like Charles Davis, good guy. Yep.
0: Yeah, very nice. Um, so Scott, the Bucks still have a a, a practice squad to figure out, but they do. Um, you know, when you go through all these roster cuts, and you know, I'm sure it wasn't easy for Jason Light to right. you know to make one decision over the other. So I imagine he's like a little exhausted right now, just like, oh man, like I just had to cut a, a number of different players, and yeah. I don't know. Sometimes after a long day, it's just Kind of nice to like sit back, relax, and just like crack open a beer, you know, kind of just like, kind of just chill out a little bit.
1: Maybe a uh, Pirate Republic. I
0: I think a Pirate Republic would be the perfect beer to crack open and and chill out.
1: Pirate Republic, folks, is the official beer of Peter report. That's right. We have our own beer. How cool is that? Now, we don't brew it. We just drink it and we just promote it. And the reason why we do this, and I'll share this with you, we have for the last couple of years, you can even ask my staff, we've tried to find an official beer repeater report. We've not found the right fit. And honestly, there've been a couple of companies that have approached us about doing this and I've had to actually turn them down because the quality just wasn't there. Six pack to six pack, keg to keg, whatever it may be, the quality control was just not there. And we also wanted to get um, more of a local beer rather than you know some national brand name beer that's generic. I'm not gonna name any names. But Pirate Republic is just the perfect fit. It's brewed out of the Nassau Bahamas. Folks have actually been there to the tap room. Ashley and I went down there a couple of years ago. So it's funny how fate works. Uh, we actually had some beer in the Nassau Bahamas tap room, the Pirate Republic, and a couple of years later, they become the official beer. Pewter Report. Why? Because they live a pirate lifestyle just like you all. And they have three fantastic beers that are now available in the Tampa Bay area and spreading across the state of Florida. The can I just held up was the Long John Pilsner. They've also got a Take No Quarter IPA, which I am not an IPA drinker, and I love that IPA. It is absolutely the only IPA I will drink. And the Golden Haze of Piracy Belgian Wheat Beer is also fantastic. Folks, you slice an orange, drop it in there, and it's fantastic. It's a great beer. But I'm going to spend some time today talking about the Long John Pilsner. 4.5% ABV, packs a nice little punch. It's their lightest beer, crisp and refreshing, and it's got some tremendous hops to give it a little bit of the spicy aroma, but it's not too hoppy like you're going to find with their IPA. And the toasted Munich malt really brings out the depth. What I like about this Long John Pilsner is it's the most crushable beer they have. What I mean by that is this is the kind of beer when it's still hot and humid out in Florida and you're going to the beach, you're laying out by the pool, This is the kind of beer that's light, crisp, and refreshing. And this is the one that you want to put in your cooler. And also for tailgating, too. If you're looking for the perfect tailgating beer to take to the stadium, whether it's college or pro games, this is the beer because you can have multiple Long John Pilsners and not feel full, but you get that great taste and you get that pirate essence, right? That's what I like to call it. So live life on your own terms. Drink like a pirate. Drink Pirate Republic. Now you're probably asking, where can you find Pirate Republic? Well, I'll tell you. At participating Total Wine & More, Lukens Liquors, ABC Liquors, and Party Liquors in and around the Tampa Bay area. If your favorite liquor store or your favorite bar doesn't have Pirate Republic, ask for it. Tell them to get it on draft, get it in cans, get it on tap, and and, uh, spread the word about Pirate Republic. Uh, If you haven't tasted it yet, Highly recommend you doing so. They're actually going to be the official sponsor of the Peter Report Bowling League, Matt, at Pinchasers this year. And so if you are you want to come out and bowl with us and join our bowling league, we're going to have Pirate Republic beer available for our bowling nights uh, at, at Pinchasers.
0: That is correct. Very excited about that, having uh, a, a dual sponsor combo going on there with Pinchasers and Pirate Republic. Uh, the Long John Pilsner is my personal favorite, so I'm glad we we highlighted that one today. Yes. I am a huge fan of that one. Uh, Scott, now that we've had a lot of the roster cuts, the practice squad is obviously coming up next, but also um, the Bucs are going to be monitoring the waiver wire. Todd yeah. Bowles said that, as every team is. Um, it does seem like that if they were going to take any type of position off of the waiver wire, I think it has to be offensive line. It, it, I agree I, just based on all the injuries that went on and you know how they I know they feel confident in house I don't know right. if I feel totally confident in, in the interior depth but I think that would definitely be the position to go with
1: yeah I agree and and there's going to be some you know some names out there on, on the waiver wire there's also going to be some names that will be available via trade too and, and I I wouldn't be surprised if the Buccaneers do add an offensive lineman um, haven't really spent as much time looking at at, at that group today. We'll kind of get into that probably for tomorrow. We've been kind of consumed with the Buccaneers' own roster cuts and breaking some news today about Logan Ryan in the Bucs keeping seven receivers. But that's something that we'll investigate. I, I do think, too, that the fact that John Mulchin was released, and maybe he goes back on the practice squad, Matt. Maybe that's, that's a player that they put on there. But the fact that they're not keeping him on the 53 right now, and and maybe I'm 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 wrong and they end up making another roster move later in the week. But it, it tells me that there's good news with regards to Robert Hainsey's ankle and Nick Leverett's shoulder. And I know that we, we reported some good news from Todd Bowles, but it might be even more encouraging now 24, 48 hours after the fact that you don't need to keep John Mulchin on this roster because they feel good enough for, for Dallas, right? That both of those guys yeah. should be good enough to play.
0: That's of course going to be one of the first things we monitor. Uh, we will be back at the facility tomorrow and Thursday before the Bucks have, uh, you know, the, the weekend off, and they'll yeah. be back on Monday as well. But that's one of the first things we're going to be looking at. Of course, is is Hainsey out there? Is Leverett out there? I'm not. I'm not going to guess yet, but I would imagine they're probably taking it easy considering it's you know there's no game this week, and they yeah. still have you know 12 days to get to get ready for the season. But that, of course, is is going to be one of the top priorities going to practice tomorrow. I do think motion probably is a candidate for the practice squad, just because, mm-hmm. you know, outside of Leverett as a backup center, who's also going to be a backup guard. Yeah. There's not a ton of center options right now. And then of course that, that goes back to what you said about, you know, the, the different trades or, um, you know, the waiver wire going on. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like on the roster right now, I think you have to keep motion because, if it turns out that the injury is worth worse than we kind of expected, well, what are you going to do from there? You know? So I yeah. do think motion makes it, um, you think he's in 53
1: up? or on the practice squad,
0: practice squad, practice. Okay, squad. Yeah. I think just like insurance policy, yeah. making sure.
1: Yeah. He's, he's yeah. got some rapport with, with the quarterbacks. The, the other thing that, that is interesting. We'll have to kind of probe Todd Bowles about is, we've already seen Robert Haynesy and Nick Leverett go down in the same game that happened in a preseason game mm-hmm. against the Colts in that preseason finale on Saturday. What were to happen if both of those players were to go down again against the Dallas Cowboys or another game? Who would be the third string center? And what I mean by that is is on the active roster, on the 46, who could step in and snap? Mm-hmm. And I just wonder who that that player is.
0: No, it's a, it's, it's it's a good question figuring out, right? It's, it's, it's that's something the books have to look at. It's so tough. I mean, we talk about how certain players are, you know, extremely tough or they never get injured and other guys, like they get injured so much. But especially with the offensive line, sometimes you can't help yourself. You could block a guy. You could do your job, yeah. block a guy five yards down the field and then one person's diving after the runner and yeah. just lands on the back of your knee or the back right. of your ankle and you're screwed. There's like literally nothing that you can do about it. So. Yeah, it sucked in that situation, especially the way that Hainsey got hurt. But it, it is a, it is a good question. Like, who would be the third string center? I almost it reminds me very much, Scott, of the Bears game—not last season, but the the game when Brady forgot that it was fourth down. If we remember that game, it was a Thursday night game, so the Bucs were extremely limited at the running back position. Like mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette was dressed, but he was so injured that he couldn't even play. So there was talks of like Devin White being an emergency. Running back, if it came down to that situation where everyone was hurt, now I'm not saying they're going to take like Rashad White and make him at center. That wouldn't, that would never happen. But yeah, yeah, I'm curious who who could be the yeah we'll have to emergency tomorrow
1: because you know listen, you got spoiled with Ryan Jensen who was an absolute Iron Man even when Mm -hmm. the dude's hip was hurting tremendously, he still was out there and he did not want to miss any playing time, and Tom Brady was very thankful for it. We have seen, we have seen that, you know, the uh, Hansey, I, I don't want to say he's injury prone because it's not his fault that he had the, the leg rolled up on in, mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, but he left that game injured. He also left practice injured due to dehydration, that joint practice against the Dolphins. It just bears repeating. Sometimes offensive linemen, I've seen it here in my nearly three decades Sometimes you get a guy that's just like glass. I remember Ross Hochstein was one of those guys. He just was couldn't stay healthy. Now, he went on to the Patriots and was healthier there, but he could not catch a break in Tampa. And so I just hope that Hainsey is a durable player that can go in there and go wire to wire at center until Ryan Jensen gets back. But if he gets hurt and Nick Lever gets hurt, I'm curious as to know out of the offensive linemen, who is the next guy on game day on that 46 man roster who slides over there and snaps the ball? Not an easy thing to do. And I'm sure that there have been some players that have done some cross training, but you know, is it Shaq Mason? Is it with yeah. I don't think it's get He's a rookie, but
0: <laughs> he's got enough to focus on going to yeah. tackle the guard. Yeah.
1: I just, I remember that was one of the things with Aaron Stinney that kind of had him on the bubble this year is the Stinney was not a snapper. He mm-hmm. was strictly a guard, really couldn't play tackle. And, and that was a, that, that was a, uh, you know, a situation where his roster spot was a little tenuous because of the lack of versatility. I know Fred Johnson can play guard and tackle. Maybe it's Brandon Walton. Maybe Walton's the guy. We'll have to find out tomorrow when we talk to Todd Bowles.
0: Yeah, we will figure that out because that would significantly change the game. You hope it doesn't get to that type of situation. Yeah. But one game that kind of stays the same the whole time is bowling. And the best place to go bowling is at Pin Chasers, which, of course, another sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast. You heard us talk about it before. We're bringing Pirate Republic in, and uh, they will be involved in the Pewter Report Bowling League. That is coming up sooner rather than later, so uh, keep your eyes and ears out for that. But Pin Chasers has so many different locations, as you see on the screen there. And even more than that, they have so many deals, whether it's all-you-can-eat pizza, all-you-can-bowl. Dollar beers and the food is extremely underrated from the pizza to the nachos to the chicken tenders. Uh, You will not be disappointed. It's not just going out for bowling, it's a legit fun night out with friends and family. You can book uh, your child's birthday party there. They got the arcade room, so you could do a little bowling, little video games. Everyone has fun there. And like I said, just so many different deals going on. And it's really hot right now. They blast that AC. So if you want to stay inside and stay cool and only be out in the sun for a limited amount of time, head on over to Pinchasers because they got you covered there with the deals and with what they have to offer. So go to pinchasers.net to reserve a lane or book a party. That is pinchasers.net. Yep. Yeah. A couple of
1: house cleaning duties uh, for us. Uh, we want to make sure that we uh, tell you to, to visit pewterreport.com for the latest Bucks news. And we've had a lot of it today. Well, wow, even yep. more tomorrow as they assemble their practice squad. So <laughs> visit PeterReport.com for the latest Bucks news. We appreciate everybody that's helping us get to over 9,100. That's right. We're getting closer and closer to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you, Peter people. We love you. Subscribe to Peter Report TV on our YouTube channel. Hit the like button on our videos. The cool thing, too, is once you hit subscribe, and it's free, I know they use the word subscribe, but it's absolutely free click on uh, on the notifications button. That way, whenever we do a podcast that's not at this normal 4 o'clock time during the week, you'll be notified when that is. Sometimes during the off-season and during the season, we'll do podcasts later at night or or we'll do an emergency podcast if there's breaking news, and so then you'll be notified of that. So make sure you subscribe, then click notifications when you uh, join us at Peter Report TV on YouTube.
0: And, of course, I want to remind everyone that we are going to have our – Peter Report Underdog Fantasy Leagues coming up very soon. So if you want to play against us, you want to play against Scott or me or JC or anyone else from PeterReport.com, make sure that you email us at uh, Scott at SR at PeterReport.com. If you want to play against me and we can bet on, you do a side bet as well, you can hit me up at Matt at PeterReport.com. But make sure if you're playing at Underdog Fantasy that you sign up using the promo code uh, they obviously got Best Ball Mania 3 going on right now, and they have the pick and over-unders uh, for the season. I mean, you could do it in any I sport. But I mean, it's, I yeah, look, it's even better in football season. I,
1: I love – don't get me wrong. I love the Best Ball Mania. I do, right? That's, that's what they specialize in. I love the fantasy football leagues. And uh, I, I said I was going to do a draft tomorrow night and also next Wednesday. I'm actually doing all of my drafts next Wednesday night. I've gotten emails from about a dozen Buccaneer fans – So if you've emailed me, I've I've received it. I'm going to reply, but we're going to be doing it next Wednesday. I'm going out of town Thursday. I'm going to Manhattan, Kansas to see Kansas State, their season opener against South Dakota. Haven't been to a K-State football game in in a while. My daughter Ellie lives out there and we're heading out there for that. So next Wednesday is when we'll be doing our, our underdog fantasy mock drafts for me. Matt, you can do yours whenever you want, but if you've emailed me, I got your email, and we'll go ahead and uh, and get going with that. Uh, Matt, you're you're getting an awful lot of comments here. I got some comments about my hair, which greatly appreciate. Uh, you're getting some comments uh, about your mustache.
0: Yeah, uh, 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 Doctor Nick awesome. has been saying that multiple times. I, know, uh, he, I think I think he's mocking me, but you know that's no, fine. I don't, uh, I don't think so. If I you, mean, if I, if you I, actually want to show your face, Doctor Nick, go ahead. But it doesn't <laughs> sound like you will, so. You know, if you want to come at me for my facial look, let's see how you look. I, I think
1: it's a legitimate compliment. Is it not?
0: I don't know. I mean, there's four crying emojis next to it. So, well, I don't know. It, yeah, I just I, think I, if you're going to make fun it, of someone's look, then you got to show your face as well.
1: If it's four crying emojis, that means it's envy. OK, that's the thing. Just <laughs> just like I'm envious of Blaine Gabbard's hair.
0: All right. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> I, I've gotten plenty of compliments about my hair, which is awesome. Greatly appreciate that. But I do understand it pales in comparison to Blaine Gabberts, it just look at that mullet. It's just
0: sensational. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's no beating Blaine, so the, the yeah. best compliment you can get is being in the same category. So, so
1: I agree, I agree.
0: Yeah, I'm just having fun. I'm just you know, yeah. there's no real beef. I just yeah, if if you want to talk, if you want to make fun of me, I'm going to make fun of you back. That's uh,
1: <laughs> that's the New Yorker and you coming. <laughs> out. Yeah, I, I mean, the, it. <laughs> that's
0: just it's as simple as that. So yeah. you know, put up your own picture, and then we can actually talk. Yeah, but,
1: Matt's uh, going to be like
0: like having a chat. <laughs> like just getting it
1: ready okay let's go you want to me all right Forget shout out
0: it. To, uh nate pitts he's had some funny comments today but uh the last one he just had was uh wait. oh wait no that wasn't it oh, where did nate had one about he's oh yeah he, uh he's envious of ryan griffin's career and pay yeah i don't blame him ryan griffin's had the best career of all time yeah. so God, shout out to him.
1: yeah I, I want that job for sure. <laughs>
0: All right. I think that's going to do it for, uh, today's (laughs) episode. Tomorrow we'll be back at four o'clock. We'll be at the facility during the day. And of course talk to a couple of players
1: tomorrow. We get to go back inside the locker room for the first time since 2019. Isn't that crazy?
0: It is kind of wild.
1: The Bucks locker room.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. It's going to be fun. It's been a long time since we've actually been in the locker room. We usually just get the players off of the field now, but, um, Yeah, we're going to be back in the locker room tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. And then uh, we're going to be on here at 4 o'clock to be with all the awesome Pewter people. So for Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying, thank you everyone for watching and listening. And we will see you tomorrow for another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out. Out.